Soundbites Radio is your source for candid discussion aimed to create a world that's inclusive, spiritually connected, living in love, peace, joy, harmony, and abundance now. Content ranges from social justice to racial equity, religion, arts, culture, and more. Soundbites International Radio. Black consciousness is the claim. One world is the, is the aim. aim. I'm Sir Kanefa Ra, 
To my right is... Nefarah to my IT Rob. Yes, indeed. Um, we're back again on a Sunday evening. Again, you've prepped for the work week with uh, some, some things to think about, as always. You know what I mean? So that's what we're here for. Join the conversation. Uh, make sure you like and follow uh, South Bites International on Facebook. Um, join the, like the video. Join the conversation. Um, and share the video. Uh, let's get this message spread out. Let's just have these conversations that we're having. Um, so yeah, we're gonna we're gonna get into it. Um, first of all, I think it was good to set the context of looking at you know we we had a really in a, a riveting, <laughs> riveting um, experience visiting the African American History Museum. Museum. Yes. In D.C. last week, we went yes. to visit my brother. Um, AJ Throwback on the uh, Bounce and Act radio show on Win DC Radio. Shouts out to my brother, always holding it down um, for creating spaces for independent um, entrepreneurs, artists, things of that nature, and having a different conversation than norm, um, and sharing great music. You know, so I appreciate that, brother. Always been supportive of the of the platform, um, and always been, been supportive of the music as well. Um, you know, as a working colleague, at this point, we can say yes. so, and a brother to me. So appreciate him. Um, and it prompted a, a great opportunity for us to check out the museum, um, see what it's like, see what p- bits and pieces of history are being shared or not being shared, uh, and just how the human landscape is consuming this particular information. Um, and yeah, it was it was an interesting experience. Um, for me, it was like it, we. I mean, I guess we could talk about like you know how it's starting off history, right? Like right, right. now, their big their big uh, exhibit. I'm um, giving this the first time. I'm not per- personally certain if this is like the ongoing exhibit, or if it's like the specific exhibit of you know the moment, what have you. But um, looking at American history from the beginning of slavery, starting off with slavery as the narrative, um, and then up to uh, I believe Obama getting elected. We didn't get to, of course, we didn't get to finish the full. Um, yeah, we got to go back and check out the top three floors. Yeah. So so how is sectioned off is um, it's a three three floor. Um, exhibit where you're kind of like you know, not meandering per se, but like moving throughout the space, following the trails of the beginning of the history, starting with starting at slavery in Americas, um, or and or looking at the idea of slavery as a worldwide concept, um, not just in America, but specifically looking at you know um, blacks in America and their history starting there, mm-hmm. right? Um, so you start at the bottom floor, and you kind of can't, kind of just can't like go up and like chill, chill out and like take a break. You have to go through all the floors to um, really uh, engage the space and get the full landscape of the experience. So we start at the bottom floor, and then you kind of work your way up around and around right. through all these different segments of history. It's interactive, um, you know, is 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 vivid. Um, there's some some real like there's, there's heartbreak imagery. There's some uh, you know really informative pieces, and and I was saying even like in the first five minutes of walking through there, there was stuff that. I personally uh, learned more of uh, based on my on, on my um, education around this history, starting with slavery, in the first five minutes than I did in every, any school. So I did appreciate that particular aspect of those specific details. That even that isn't shared in like the textbooks. Um, and it's like you know looking through things like the the, the lunch counter um, situations and kind of having people like be with the experience, interactive experience of touching different photos and seeing what it, what it means to, um, how these images affect you, right? 
Um, we didn't get to get time to engage in that, but I thought that was mm -hmm. an interesting piece. It was really like you're sitting at the lunch counter, quote unquote, and um, there's this whole big screen that you're, you're pressing and like, and there's different pictures you're you're moving through, you know, pictures that represent the time frame or what people went through, and kind of just getting that reactionary moment of like, how does this make you feel? Um, what is this? What reactions does it bring up for you? Which I think is pretty dope. I mean, it's a, it's a way to kind of like gauge the space, gauge the knowledge, gauge the emotional ma maturity of people, um, and the intellectual maturity of people around mm -hmm. the story of you know uh, civil rights movement, slavery, you know, like the, the injustices faced Jim Crow, all those different things, you know. And there was a, there was a great there was a, there was a very mixed crowd. Um, there's definitely a lot of black very families, diverse. but a very diverse crowd. Um, a, lot of, a lot of black people, a lot of white people, um, mixtures of people here and there sprinkled around in between, um, which I think is important because everyone, like we say, everyone needs to get to have, gets to have this conversation, right? We, we speak on this show for the landscape of uh, black healing or getting to a root of healing, root causes of what we're going through right. to create healing in order to have a greater conversation of how we get to be in the human landscape overall and get treated as such within the human landscape overall, right? So that's the right. goal. Um, so I, like again, I appreciated that um, there was a diverse crowd, and looking at it from the landscape of like they get to get they get to get their knowledge too, you know what I mean? Um, not like oh, right. not they get to get their knowledge. They get to have an opportunity to be presented with the information, the unadulterated yeah. conversation about yeah, what's right, what's, exactly. what's the deal, uncensored and not um, not catering to them specifically right. people who have had a white cultural experience right it wasn't white it wasn't centered in a white 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 cultural centered thought mm. um right. and there's exactly. a need to actually identify when we're moving through life and things are presented to us from a white cultural centered thought right exactly so it's like understanding that lens that we've been taught through up to now especially with the western education um and just like what's become textbook as far as like you know the the grand landscape of slavery the civil rights and all this the jim crow civil rights and segregation mm -hmm. all this type of stuff how it's been given to us um into the past and like i, don't, I mean i don't know i'm not uh, having a grasp of what's in schools now but i imagine it's pretty terrifying um <laughs> as far as how the story is presented if te if the texas textbooks was any an inclination of that and the whole, I don't know if anybody was aware of this, you know, this issue a few years ago. That was like, what, 2015? Mm -hmm. I don't know how far back it even goes, but of it was shared on social media how the Texas textbooks were sharing slavery from, the story of slavery from the aspect of the happy migrant worker, as if slaves went, they needed a job and came to America and they filled out applications um, and they waited, you know, waited for a call to see if they were picked. Um, also, as far as like you know, indigenous people that was here, Native Americans, um, as far as like they, having a, coming to an amicable understanding of how the land would be used once um, settlers came through, and right. versus the genocidal um, situation reality that we actually do know um, took place. So when, when you know that things like that are happening, um, especially in the school, especially in a place where the future, um, the molding of future minds. Is taking place regularly. The indoctrination is taking place regularly, at susceptible time. It it does bring up much, much, much concern around the story being told. Um, so it, it was it was good to look at the conversation presented as the um, let me put it right here. Look look at the conversation as it um, 
It's presented not from that lens, but from a, a straight up authentic right. perspective of you know what the history is, who the people were, who the power player were, power players were, um, you know the the ones that fought back, um, the ones that created economic justice, the ones that farmed the land, the ones that took the um, the pain of, of, of farming and share and sharecropping and agriculture uh, and of slavery and made it into um, an op- a way to resist, so to speak, a glimpse of it, um, not too in depth, but a glimpse of it. So it was it was really it was good to hear. I'm not gonna say eye opening per se, but I've, I mean for for our for, for what we're talking about, to be honest, because um, we have these conversations every day, right? Right. So it's really looking at like those that may be so far removed from even knowing what the conversation is that may happen upon coming to this museum and going to this exhibit, get to have an opportunity to see, you know, whether it's the first time or with just with fresh eyes or what have you, what's really going on, how it impacts them, how the history has led up to where they are um, up to now. And, you know, it was, it was, it was really, it was, I thought from that perspective it was really great. Um, and we definitely would look to go back and just kind of like delve, delve deeper more uh, and see what, how deep the conversations go um, and if it's something that kind of strikes at the core for many people. Yeah, any, did you have any um, blessings for everybody joining in? Peace, Sister Shamar, I see you. Um, yeah, join the conversation, share the video. Um, let's talk about it, you know what I mean? So we're here talking about the African American History Museum in DC and just our, our experience in recapping what was there um, and how it affected us or, or how we see it affecting the landscape. you have any thoughts on that? Yeah, I, I, you know, how I feel when it comes to hearing the narrative of, um, I want to, I want to experience what exactly was the, the reasoning. I get that we wanted to bring all of this information and put it under one roof. But since I also know the lies that my teacher told, told me by John Owen, um, there's a real conversation as to what the purpose of telling the story of the African from the entry to America, because that has been a consciousness that has been accepted Mm -hmm. by white cultural centered thought is that the African suddenly um, came to be from slavery and Mm -hmm. that white centered cultural thinking doesn't have to um, pay homage to its beginning, right? Its beginning, beginning um, with the African. So if the African just showed up today and life started from slavery, when you hear something like, oh, our first so-and-so or our first such-and-such, or our first everybody's in raw, yay, yay, yay. But to me, that looks like celebrating dysfunction. Because we're not doing so great because the first such and such or the first so and so. Life in and of itself on earth is built on the backs of Africans, right? And that's a civilization across space and time conversation. Not that life just begun for the African 400 years ago, because it didn't. Um, Slavery actually interrupted the progression of the African consciousness. Um, Who knows how far along with this amount of time and unabridged, you know, Wakanda state of mind is actually really a real possibility. Uh, uh, Wakanda could have actually been created with all that was created on the African continent without interruption by slavery and the transatlantic slave trade and the sub-Saharan slave trade. Had those things not occurred, 
what would have actually been created? How would Africans have used cobalt? Mm. Right? Mm. How would Africans have used cobalt? What would what would cobalt be doing for the African continent right now? Right. What would an undisturbed, uncolonized nation really look like? What would that look like? So when we tell the story like, oh, well, you know, progressively we beat you guys up really badly, busted your faces, broke your arms, broke your toes, you couldn't walk, but you guys Make still managed out. to be the first doctor. Congratulations. Uh, no. Right? Yeah. <laughs> okay. So the African American Museum, to me, doesn't really support me personally, but mm. I can see how it supports white-centered consciousness. Mm. Because that narrative in that building speaks to, to white-centered thought, not my-centered thought. Um, and the reason being, um, white cultural-centered thought also lives in Africans who are not mm. attached mm. to their mm. identity. Mm. So when we say you are a white supremacist in recovery, by virtue of exposure and rearing the fact that you grew from the ground out of your, and you expanded, attached to this pole like you would in a garden. In the garden, um, grandma would put a ruler into the soil of the pot, and that tree would grow up, that little root would grow up around that stick. That stick right here is white-centered thought. I love that we had a ruler. So by virtue of the fact, right? <laughs> Isn't the irony in all those things? By virtue of the fact that you were cultivated inside a white-centered thought, you yourself are also a white supremacist. Yeah. Even if you're not aware of it. So there's a need to restructure the way we think and see. So that museum would be helpful to individuals who are functioning from a white-centered perspective. Yes. And it's not a it's not a um it's not a criticism, it's an assessment. Mm -hmm. It is an assessment that works so that you know what to address. Um, so I see that museum as being an opportunity for people who have had a white cultural experience to take a um, a, a step back look because you know everything likes to be at a distance, kind of sort of, but not really responsible, but kind of like telling a story that's happening as I'm watching a train pass me by, so that I don't really have to be totally involved. Um, and that's part of the conversation that happens because at that point, then, then, then there can be an opportunity for people who have had a white cultural experience and also people who are African or black people or Afro-American or Africans who are trans transplanted and migrated here to America to have a conversation at a safe distance mm. about the journey of the American African because that's supposed to represent the journey of the American African. I've been to many museums. Um, and many museums tell a civilization narrative. Um, even, even the British Museum that I went to had the most pitiful African exhibit. I was disgusted. Um, however, the Louvre does a little bit better job at its account okay. of the African experience in America. It still doesn't weave that conversation into the tapestry. Mm. Remember, the narrative is always because if it's inside of a white-centered consciousness, it's going to arrive as separate and apart because there is a sense of accountability that has to occur when there's a line that touches from here to here. When this happens, somebody's responsible. But as long as this appears to be floating in midair, right, it's a story, it's a timeline, it's, it's a timeline, and it's pretty cool, but the reality of it is it actually belongs someplace. Yeah. There's a lot of lines, 
that lead from Africa here, Africa there, Africa here, Africa there, Africa here, Africa there, Africa all the way over there, Africa way around the earth, all the way over here. So those indigenous people of the America were also Africans. Um, so I don't know. I mean, I'm challenged with the narrative. If it's not contextualized, it can get out of control. And get out of control meaning that it can show up as the story of the African mm -hmm. when that's not it. And yeah, I don't see right. empowerment out of that story. I'm not proud for a first whatever. I'm not excited about a first what's not and a first to, to win the gold and a first to get the trophy and a first to get the Nobel, whatever. I'm not impressed by that and I'm not celebrating dysfunction. Because to me, it's a celebration of dysfunction and it yeah. is willful ignorance. Not, not when we're not having an outward conversation around um, so many of the black scientists or slaves that invented so many things but couldn't gain any rights to it because their, their slave owners and white colonizers patented it first. You know, and, 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 and it's, a, it's a very long list. So when we look at the, the timetable of our brilliance, it expands far beyond slavery. It expands far beyond um, anything we've ever been taught. Mm-hmm. Uh, into African civilizations of like, you know, like what? 300, 300 like, you know, 400 like, years, August yeah. 19th. Yeah. Is the quadricentennial on accord to Dr. Omar Johnson who will be having, um, uh, pardon? August 20th? Wait, I think his birthday is August 19th. Yes, right. Okay, yes, celebrate is August 20th. Right. Um, so yeah, that's the conversation where we get to interact with the timeline of survival. Now there's a need to, to celebrate that, that we've made it this far and we've held generations after generations and we've built up a sense of emotional um, strength um, in some areas that have helped us. I don't think it's a means to celebrate because by virtue of the larger landscape, a people connected to a land, connected to the resources in that land, we're doing, we're not doing good. Um, in my opinion, we're begging for crumbs from the master's table when we right. have the bank. It's like, they, it's like, yay, they finally said yes to us moving forward. And there's the short end description of it. It's like, they finally said yes, now we can, what's next for us? When we were creating the spaces for these things to happen far, like, you know, centuries and centuries. Sister Shamara said it's an opportunity to create conversations like this. Absolutely. You know, that's, 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 that part, that's something we won't take. The credit away from for sure Absolutely you know not. it's like as long as like people are having the conversation or open to it there's possibility there for growth there's possibility there for evolution there's possibility there for for, for uh change um revolution um it, it's possibilities for 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 us to have a to have a newer conversation and to delve even deeper than we have been before you know what i mean because we we, we can't be scared to go deep you know, we're scared to go deep just as humans. So Stay we can't in the be scared room. To go, yeah, exactly. Stay in the be room. Be present and experience the experience. Um, and, you know, we do what we need to do. What's happening? Stay in the room. Um, and, and also, if we're clear about what the narrative looks like, what do we want to achieve? Can we cater this narrative so that, yeah, we're having the discussion and we're building out the conversation, but can we guide the direction that we want the outcomes from this type of experience to be for our people. What I'm concerned with is this narrative 
for the three-year-olds that are right now and the two-year-olds and the five-year-olds that they see our life beginning with that monument, beginning with that building. That they take on this sense of prideness um, and they walk into this space and they're in, oh, they're in awe of, you know, and they also have the picture of the African that's sitting there with his back. It's a very well-known picture and it's whelped up really bad and there's a lot of keloid on his back. Just keloid, 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 keloid. And he's sitting to the back and they show this picture so often. This picture is at the museum as well. That's just one, but that happened to be a man. But those experiences that's happen to women. It's an iconic picture too. It's a very iconic picture. Um, that experience has happened to women as well. And children. And yeah. old people. Yeah. And young people. Women had their babies ripped out of their, their wombs like while they were pregnant. You know, babies were used as like alligator bait. Like, you know, it was, we were regularly on display for, you know, to be lynched and burned. And that was entertainment. You know? and, I'm, and I'm concerned that we, we, we get to experience the fact that surviving that makes us a miracle. Yeah. It makes us a miracle. It should be our superpower. It should be a, and we yeah. should not, we, we shouldn't be, um, we shouldn't stand in a false sense of security that this is where we have arrived to and this is a wonderful thing. No, by virtue of the fact that we've lived in hostile territory, I'm celebrating you for still being here. That's where I'm at with it. It's a grand deal for me. I'm in utter excitement just that you get to live and breathe and that you haven't absolutely lost your mind. Right, because a nation left to their devices would flourish accordingly based off of like what was happening before you know, slavery and then all this type of stuff. Like, it's, it, we were disrupted. Like, here, so, so Sister Shamara says we need somewhere to show us how life was before slavery and how this disrupted a thriving economy. Absolutely. Absolutely. Boom. Thank you for that. You know, yeah, and, we do need that space. And definitely, and in, in, in reply, it was like, you know, we, we definitely do because there's folks, black folks, that are having a very skewed and piss poor conversation around being grateful that white folks brought us out of slavery. Because that's your conversation because of just this what's being pushed into space as the education of where black folk, black Americans' um, history began. And, you know, we now we and it's it's so it's such a perfect way to eradicate a culture and to eradicate a, a person's sense of identity um, and to create a new um, what is it a new sense of comfort in his new identity that really doesn't doesn't acclimate well to, to who they who, who you are innately right like you, you're talking about like that for instance um one of the things i found interesting was looking at the idea of like language you know what i mean like these are we're talking about africans brought into this space and you know being beaten or being uh toted as dumb and lazy because they couldn't speak english and you want to think about yes. how narcissistic that mentality is to think because someone isn't speaking your language, they must be dumb. <laughs> like, are you fucking kidding me? That's insane. Someone's not speaking your language. They spoke a language. They're actually smarter than you. Actually. What it was was a hoodwink and violent force and other mechanisms and things of that nature yes. that came into place. But it's not it's not at all to a credit of being dumb, not at all credit of being lazy. It's more so a credit to be confused. You're brought to this strange land to do God knows what that you didn't plan for um, and being beaten constantly because someone, you don't understand what this person is saying. They were terrified. They were terrified, petrified, mortified, and degraded, like, you know, degraded, emasculated, um, 
genocidally like getting wiped out left and right or like having these 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 these, these severe punishments just for being and for not understanding these people's fuck ass methods. It has nothing to do with them. Because they wanted free labor, because they were lazy, and because they were dumb. But it was just outnumbering. And and forceful tactics, which is not something that we that we by and large were inherently um operating in. Yeah, okay, you think about war, think about conquest, things like that. Yeah, there's we didn't we didn't there's warriors and stuff like that. But talking about the ideas and then people, you know, is they'll get into the conversation about well black African soul uh Oh, Africans in slavery. Yeah, you want to look at the idea, the mechanism of slavery, that ex- how it existed across the globe as as a as a a, a, a tool. It wasn't used in the way of when you talk time. about America, the U.S. Time. specifically, and looking at chattel slavery, chattel slavery being the the inhumane torment of a people to do work, to do labor, to create profits that they don't get to see, um, for for people that don't value them. As people, At all. but just as property, bargaining chips, the youngest, the buck breaking, the the you know the the the, the taking the, the the black male out of the situation of being a provider or being the soldier or being the what? the or the having strength, being strong. You know, it's a divide. It was a, always been a divide and conquer tactic, and you know, but the narrative that they tell is that they thought people were dumb. You know, and and this is what well, savage because of their savage. culture, or they didn't dress because a certain language. way. It was hot. Look at Ebonics. It Ebonics was hot. Is broken down language because what it like? Why are we adjusting to this tongue? We've been adjusting to this tongue that that wasn't ours on a land that was wasn't necessarily ours. We brought here. There were some indigenous black folks here as well, but like you're talking about centuries and centuries of confusion, yes. torment and confusion. That our people went through to get us here to this point, you know. And now we're dealing with with retired elders um, and ancestors that more than likely are in this in 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 the plane, just hoping we come to terms and do something right to to right the wrongs, um, versus becoming susceptible to the indoctrination of the wrongs. Um, so it, it's just a really interesting. Well, there's experience. definitely a need to, to to shift the way we're thinking about right. the conversation definitely. for it to be different the way we decide to interact with our own narrative, because most of us still behave like we started living our lives from slavery. Most of us still behave like, oh my God, white. People. I had someone tell me, oh, Africans were over there X Y Z, and if it wasn't for the white man, Africans wouldn't know how to write or read or bathe. I was like, where, do you, where did you get this from? Now, let's be very clear. Africa has 54 countries, okay? And Africa, by virtue of how massive it is, had tribes. And different tribes had different customs. So some tribes may not necessarily have written. Maybe they didn't. But all is not created equal. All tribes are not the same. And Europe sent soldiers and Alexander the... The, the murderer, okay, they want to give him, uh, loft, make him all lofty as he went in and he put, put genocide onto this land and killed these people and stole from the, the, the um, libraries of Alexandria and then burned down a library. Why would you burn down a library? Who burns down a library? I want to grab that papyrus right there. But if you can look behind me in this corner over here, where is it? 
This is on papyrus. This on is on papyrus up here. Mm. Um, if it if any flame hits it, it's that's it. It's not. It's 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 even it's even more delicate than paper. Mm. Um, but it holds, and the writing on it holds, and their method of writing, and inking, and and cataloging was beyond reproach. These folks, these scientists, there is a science called Egyptology, mm. the study of Egypt. The study of Egypt. Who needs to study Egypt? Well, of course you need to study the first civilization. Or one of the, the one of the one of the dynasties along the line of civilization. You definitely want to study it. You got Dr. Imhotep, you know, he shares, you know, the knowledge and education regularly on his Instagram. Um, and he's looking at the like they're not even having a conversation around the Egyptians being black. Oh. Like, Egyptians are still not black. Apparently. Right, according to well, the according, narrative. According to the current narrative, still, like you say, everything else under the sun, um, except the Egyptians were, were black. You know what I mean? Like, do, when you want to think about the, you know, the, 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 the natural properties of, of, of melanin and, like, how, like, interacting with the sun, you think some, like, someplace in Egypt and, like, building pyramids, because people built them, not aliens, like, the Afri it's, African it's people systems, built them. systems, and it's, it took systems, it took science, it took math to just make that happen. And people did that, right? But you're talking about being in the sun. You think like, you think some, some, you think white folks gonna survive last sun all day? There was some black folks. There was white before. There's no black way. There was <laughs> black after that, right? But it's just like, but the, the, it's the fact that you can't even have that conversation when looking at Egypt. It's like they say, it's like the beginning of the civilization and blah blah. You know, and and like, people don't want to have the conversation around the first people. People want to have a conversation around black people being in Egypt. You know what I mean? And, like, to the point where, like, for a while, it felt like the conversation of, like, Egypt and Morocco and all that type of stuff happened and exists outside of Africa when they're mm -hmm. right there in Africa. Yeah. They're right there in Africa, North Africa. And, like, but for some reason, they're treated as if they're, like, this offshoot of, like, Europe. <laughs> like, how? Like, what the hell are you talking about? Yeah. You know? They and do. Like, we, we, we got this. So, it, it begs us. The future begs for us to... um be very diligent in uprooting this history that we've been told and, it, and like we truly reprogram what the matrix has put forth for us and and as the architecture of what what's at stake here and what's what's in place here what's in front of us seeing what's in front of us and seeing past it to see what's being the what's the driving force what's the who's the puppeteer mm -hmm. that's having us have a blindsided daily conversation around who we are how we identify um and um being human beings, you know what I mean. If having a human conversation, it's only like DBA right now. Still, when you think about it, it's like, oh, right, yeah, black people, are humans, yeah, sure. But is it like, by virtue of the justice system, do you really do you really believe that now? You know, has progress really come into play, or has slavery just shifted what it looks like? Has um, Jim Crow just shifted what it looks like? You know what I mean? It's just a different mechanism, a different um, platform for the same torment and the same indoctrination. Whether it's slavery by shackles and, and being on a plantation or slavery by being stuck having your face in a computer screen or a cell phone or um, working, like, you know, and nothing wrong working, just to be clear. Mm -hmm. But like the certain mechanisms of like drone like employee of like nine to five regular slump rat race type of men like mentality is being created 
you know, and the feeling like this is what the American dream is supposed to look like. Run in a vicious cycle of just hoping to make enough by the time you retire at like 99. <laughs> you know, like it's, it's, this is what we're up against. Yeah, we, we have we have a lot of um, cataloging to do and uh, understanding so that we stay in contact with our True. information. And granted, we have to filter the information as we receive it because you're going to receive skewed perspectives. Because as long as there's a human element on it, and um, African people we haven't created, they set us apart and there was a need for us to not be able to read we were uh, under punishment of death, okay? So, and that came from Europe, okay? Those instructions came from Europe because the people who were running slavery were only workers. They were workers. They sent workers over here, pirates um, to, uh, and some skilled members, you know, but the majority of the people who initiated slavery, it came from a legislation. Soldiers don't just get up from America and go over to Iraq or Afghanistan. There has to be an executive order. There's usually cabinet meetings. There's a protocol, a lot of systems that go into play to make this happen. So instruction was given from a legality that instructed these individuals to go over and enforce slavery. They were also instructed in how to do it. So not being able to read came was an instruction that came from a round table under punishment of death. Why? Because if they get hold to this information somehow, mind you, they're so far away from home in America, as opposed to being in Africa, they're across the water. But you know what they also knew? They knew that Africans knew how to navigate the waters. Mm-hmm. Right? So there was a lot of a lot of systems put in place to m- attempt to maintain the African as ignorant to keep the African in the dark, to keep them scared. Their biggest method and mechanism was fear. And white-centered consciousness to this very day still uses that main thinking to maintain control, fear. Fear, white people fear, and most white, nondescript, everyday Jane and John Q. public have no concept of any of this because they are not at the round table making decisions. They only get to live with the privilege of white skin privilege and the systems that work to support making their lives convenient. Mm -hmm. So when they're initiating this information, when we see them at the museum, they're interacting with this information from a perspective that if this thing comes alive, and that's a nice segue into what's happening right now, is the new post that just came out on Newsweek this week is the biggest threat to America is the white, the black identity extremists. Fear. Fear is being used yet again. Because the last time we saw that, it came off the table of J. Edgar Hoover, who was the director of the FBI, who said, by all costs, prevent the rise of a black messiah. Mm -hmm. And they've made it their direct instruction to ensure that leaders in the African community are either killed, their reputation destroyed, or they get bought out. Mm -hmm. That's the only three options to maintain control. Through fear. So people won't step up and be a part of the conversation. They don't get involved. They don't add value to the space in terms of holding their identity because they're afraid. 
Someone said for self-preservation, well, you just play ball for self-preservation. You just mm. get along for self-preservation. You use along. neutral conversation, neutral, um, you know, uh, just for the sake of self-preservation. Fear. Fear. This is tomorrow once again. We appreciate you joining the conversation with us. Thank you for being with us. Um, she says we need these people talking back to the Egyptian conversation, mm -hmm. but which is also a good segue about the fear mm -hmm. is we need to we need these people to start thinking that they are black because they don't. Um, yeah, and then that's a conversation in itself that's um, been lent to that that fear tactic, that indoctrination to the point where you think like, oh, well, I'm not that. Then by by virtue of the descriptors, then I why would I associate with that? You know what I mean? And there's blatant black people that don't want to associate with blackness. You know what I mean? So, so yeah, it's definitely a conversation around um, having the people themselves have that conversation around their identity, who they are as black people, who they are as African, because um, you're legit African coming out of Egypt, right? Um, and also not having like a wishy-washy, um, convenient conversation around blackness and Africanness. Um, being consistent, tried and true in I am African, I am black, I am part of the di diaspora. Um, that goes for um, people of Latin culture. They're not having a, a black, con African conversation. Um, and definitely want to give credence to a growing conversation around that in the Latin community, definitely. And we get to have that conversation more and more um, in these communities and in African communities um, here, uh, abroad and here, right? So, definitely. Um. Yeah, uh, I was looking in. We were just pulling up the information about Alexandria Library under the rule of Caesar. Um, had this yeah. library burned down. Mm. Um, uh, so we get to look at the fact that these things are coming out of a consciousness of someone that's trying to hide information from you about you, that they're taking this information and this is supporting them on mechanisms and methods on how to keep you in fear. As long as you don't have control of your power, you will always be in fear. Mm -hmm. The reality of it, as long as you are black, you don't belong to anything. You Being black doesn't give you access to anything. Being African gives you access to demand your soil, your resources, and your home. Mm -hmm. And you also do not get to be exploited because, oh, I'm American. I've been born here. I don't know anything about Africa. So what? You still get to go home. Get some knowledge. No one said leave America. Although Africans were already here, but unless Stockholm Syndrome, why wouldn't you want to leave here? You're not being treated well here. It's okay to leave a home, a burning home. Like the house is on fire. Why would you want to stay in it? You know what I mean? No one is making me feel welcome here. Why would I want to stay? Why would I make it my, my, my consciousness to live in a space where the government allows police officers to kill citizens without guns? Why would I want to do that? Why would, why would that make any sense to me? And then also, you're not even being a part of a conversation to create solutions. You think respectability policy, politics is going to work for you. You think if you kiss enough butt, that that's going to give you access to something. It will not, because this is not personal. Life. This is business. Mm -hmm. These, this group of people intend to keep control out of their own personal fear, mm -hmm. which is unfounded, but it's a part of their psychosis. The quicker we understand the U.S. operating as the business of United States of business, then we can have a better conversation around how we're being treated 
in the society and like the gambles that are being played with our lives daily. Oh, they're definitely gambling. I was talking earlier today about uh, the trail of, of, of preschoolers that are on the way to the museum and they're all holding hands with their little orange shirts on, little backpacks, mm -hmm. and they're just as cute and darling as they want to be. But there okay. is a round table that has already decided that those mm -hmm. youth are going into jail, prison. Um, they're going to be uh, given all kinds of drugs. We're going to sell out on these little kids. We don't care about them and they're all so cute. And, it's gonna and be they're your children. And it's going to be hard for a battle for them to say otherwise against the system. Because that's just the way it's, it's made up. Follow or ride or get rolled on. <laughs> that's, that's the way it's operated. The biggest gang in, in, in the, the Americas. So, the yeah. World. You get to look at, um, they said, uh, watch your plate or someone else is going to eat your food. Mm. African, you're not even looking at your plate. You didn't even realize that you have a plate. You waiting yeah. on somebody to throw you yeah. some crumbs. Even though your plate's in front of you. You got a plate. You're too busy watching And it's plate. a bountiful plate. So while you're waiting for someone to throw you some crumbs off of their plate after they eat good first and give you maybe the scraps that might be left over, and if you don't like them, you just, you know, try to dress it up because you know how we do. We dress up junk because that's what we do. We dress up junk and we make it look good. So we could try to, you know, get some some sort of semblance of real life. But the reality of it is, it's crap. Mm -hmm. But we've been accustomed out of fear to dressing up junk. So African, you have a table, you have a plate, you have a home, and you have a land. And you get to guide your own narrative. And while you're not collecting any funds with any commitment to understanding why you should be in Africa doing your own research, um, taking control and, and connecting with your own governments in Africa and having that conversation and not making yourself a consumer here to be disrespected and diminished and, um, and, and just disregarded. Um, so I guess we were going to touch on a little bit about... We saw Loose, a movie called Loose, L-U-C-E. Yeah, based, apparently based off a play. We didn't know this, um, but apparently it's based off a play. It's a, limited, it's a limited showing, so we got to see it at uh, Alamo Draft House. Nice little place. <laughs> um, but yeah, Loose is, is, apparently it's a suspense thriller. Um, kind of, chron uh, was it, was it uh, not chronological. Anyway, following. <laughs> the the exploits of a young man by the name of Luce who um, is adopted of two white parents. He was adopted when he was 10, brought out of um, war-torn territory in Eritrea, Eritrea. Um, changed his name, things of that, they changed his name, things of that nature. Talk about acclimating to a completely different life than what he experienced as a child um, in this country. So mm -hmm. he's become the poster boy for greatness and everything stereotypical that a, um, a good black person should be. Um, and not to say that he's fighting for it, but that's just what he's become by virtue of his experience and, and whatever, what, the amount of therapy or the mm -hmm. amount of, like, I guess, quote-unquote, um, sub-reprogramming by the parents that want him to just be great. That want him to be great in the lens of, what is that? The white consciousness of great, mm -hmm. right? In America, the U.S. great. What's, what does it mean to be the good Negro? Um, and this is our take of what you know the movie is about. There's a little disjointed stuff around there going on, but um, from the take, um, and you're welcome to jump in about it. Like the take was is okay. really just looking at um, 
this this young man who's going into going looking at college, the track star, valedictory, and all this type of stuff. He's the perfect spitting image of what it means to be um, the quintessential, like I said, good Negro to the point where he is loose and not black black, which is was an interesting thing. Um, yeah, and looking that at that conversation, they brought that conversation to the space of the the thought process of of the white consciousness where um, there's different levels of being black, right? There's black black, who's the gangster thug, or whatever the case may be, the drug dealer, drug toter, drug blacks. smokers, or keep it real blacks, or whatever the case may be, the ones that get into trouble, that's called black black. Um, and even, and, and and this is his friend, right? Who's obviously a white guy. Um, by virtue of the conversation, mm-hmm. is he's like, well, who am I? What type of black am I? He's like, you're loose. And you know, and then you know, that I mean, gave him pause in the moment, but then he went back to the acclamation of, "This is my friend. We're gonna play guitar and laugh and whatever the case may be." Mm-hmm. But it's definitely brought forth a lot of his feelings of like a battle to be perfect in a world that will never see him as such, as long as he has a different type of thought process. Um, contrary to what's been told of him, you know what I mean. So there was a there was a lot of that internal battle um, that was taking place with him, um, and I thought that was an interesting conversation to have. Um, looking at the idea of the of the perfect black person, the, the stereotypes, not getting into trouble, and also black people that want you to acclimate to that particular uh, mindset and lens, just to see that you're successful and you've made it. In because there's no other way, you're stuck in that box. You're either the great, the great black hope, or you're Deshaun on the corner, right? And there's no in between. Mm-hmm. So you know, so there was a lot of that conversation going on in the movie. Um, some plot twists and turns. So that was it was interesting. That's the only word I have for it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, ending left me a little kind of eh. But if you're gonna decipher and pick pick out the pieces that uh, really speak to the social landscape, um, there's something to be said about the conversation being had of like, not only just like black American, but an African, straight African child, talking about a child soldier, is what I guess what he was painted to be. Mm-hmm. He knew how to knew how to shoot a gun before he was able to speak English or whatever, right. or pick up a pencil. You know what I mean? That was the, the mindset he put in there. So, you know, looking at this idea of, of kind of putting your Africanness putting your blackness aside to appease and comfort a world that's committed to seeing you in a certain lens. That he was judged ahead of time. Yeah, judged ahead of time um, with fear based off of an essay um, that he spoke from the lens of Franz Fenn, of you know revolutionary tactics and um, violence against those that aren't for your freedom or for your your human dignity or you know whatever the case may be, mm-hmm. um, and you know suspicions and privacy and like all these all these parts to it um, was a real rabbit hole of just looking at the tail and tape of Black American history, African American history. So I don't know if you had any extra. Um, I I I looked at the conversation of this um, African boy from Eritrea. Um, adopted by this um, couple who are having a white cultural experience. And actually having a slight, like, skewed experience between each other as well and how they even saw mm-hmm. adopting him, you know. Um, apparently, the husband wasn't totally 
He wasn't on board, on board with that. Um, he was clear that he stated that he wanted to have a different life for his life. That he didn't have his life planned out where he took uh, took in a 10-year-old already fully developed and with coming with his own circumstances, situations in. Um, and he looked at it and, and made a, a comparison at one point in conversation with his wife that we've given up something to make this happen. Uh-huh. Um, he says, well, you know, the wife, she's the strongest advocate for this kid. She's the one who's like, I'm not going to give up the trust. I'm going to, you know, she's really going hard for this advocacy piece. Um, and is it out of a place of commitment? Is she the best possible thing for this boy? Because this is the conversation that's in the world's landscape right now. Uh-huh. A loving family, does it matter that the family is not African? Uh-huh. Well, according to the narrative that this boy was having, at one point he felt like, well, maybe you don't see me. I feel like I'm suffocating. I feel like I'm in a box and I can't get out because you want to see me like X, Y, Z, and I'm forced to try to be perfect. Now, that may or may not be true, but I know that a lot of African people, by virtue of their behavior, have demonstrated that they have to behave a certain kind of way around white folks. Mm -hmm. This is why white people have black friends who have no idea that this is happening in the world space Mm -hmm. because black people curtail who they are as individuals, even if they have any inclination to want to have a self-identity as an African within the presence of white people. Mm-hmm. So they're cre- maybe they maybe whiteness is creating that space or maybe he created that space or maybe we've created that space under the guise of what you think is expected in white spaces. Maybe. Mm-hmm. But in this particular space he was their child. He was supposed to be their child and he felt that he needed protection from them because they were oppressing his identity. Already they changed his name because mom, although she may have tried hard enough to learn to pronounce his name and put the emphasis where it's supposed to have been, decided to change his name. To Lewis. Okay, Toby. <laughs> I'm cool. Oh, yeah. Okay, Toby. No, I'm Kunta. Nah. Okay, Toby. No, I'm Kunta. Nah, so you told me. So Kunta is screaming out inside of Luce. Mm. Okay. Um, so it was a suspense thriller. So it was kind of some very weird plot twist, I guess, for, for the sake of drama. Um, but the narrative was in there. The conversation was present. Yes, there is a challenge and there is a conversation about a loving home of parents who have had a white cultural experience raising children who are African, who specifically go to Africa to adopt these black kids. This is the conversation that was in this, this movie. And the response that this kid was taking, because oftentimes these young people, um, they take to the system and they take to the systems in such a way that they excel Mm. because they're that hungry. They want it that bad. And um, they usually generally do very well within the system. Mm. And he was the star player and everyone expected him to win. And it was a lot of pressure that he experienced and he didn't like that pressure. And, um, that's a very real reality. It's a, a very of, real a reality. Kids, a lot of people. Yeah. It's a very real reality. Um, and it's just a conversation to be had. Yeah. Definitely. We do know that, but we do know that people who have had a white cultural experience are not having a full landscape of the black experience, the African experience in America. They are clueless and they have yet to reach the surface. Are you patient enough to be with the conversation? They're, they're, they've yet to reach the surface. It's still a conversation of 
well, this isn't right, this isn't justice, this isn't okay. But there's a deeper conversation. There's a conversation where we want to celebrate dysfunction about saying we have the first black something. That shouldn't even be when African people gave birth to the earth. Mm-hmm. Right? That's the depth of the conversation. The fact that a people has the right to place value or not on someone's life. And this is not about being first or being the winner. It's about being human. And there is a group of people who have yet to see other Africans as human beings. And also to understand that the deep and the depth of the psychosis that black Africans experience as a result of this box that they've been placed under with a label by this group in and of itself is an impediment to the African's quality of life. And that belongs solely in their lap based on their actions, based on the historical line that was created that created this unfortunate slope downward for the African, yet Britain's coffers are filled to the rim beyond and beyond, beyond, beyond. And so is America's. That's not okay. And that's the depth. So it's not okay to have to, like, this is not a meritocratic space. So it's beyond just getting a job and paying your bills and having employment because all of those things says you're beneath. I have to give you employment opportunities because you obviously cannot create them for yourselves. And if you try to create them for yourselves, I'm not going to allow it because that's an offense by any means prevent the rise of a black messiah. That is an impediment to my well-being. So this is the depth of the conversation. So it's not micro a uh, uh, family who have had a white cultural experience adopting a child who from Africa. White savior complex. The white savior, or you know, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna be different. Or I'm gonna be the solution. White savior. Well, yeah, <laughs> you know, I mean, it's just it's a lot of intricacies in it, and um, in my classroom, people who have had a white cultural experience actually have to go to school. Um, they, they actually end up at school when it comes to me disseminating this type of information because black people who have had an African cultural experience don't even have the full landscape oftentimes of this mess. It's so deep. The rabbit hole goes so deep and there's a lot of reflection that has to happen on a lot of scales within a lot of different doors and a lot of circumstances that you really have to be able to look at this with a fine tooth comb without the reality of conspiracy, without the, um, opposition for the sake of being contrary. No, 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 we're not going to have that conversation. Because the reality of it is, some people say everything I turn touch turns to gold across space and time. Th- these folks who have had a white cultural experience starting with slavery for the African was not helpful. Um, and neither was the things that was given to support fear in the African. Even our consciousness of religion is based on fear. It's based on punishment, reward or punishment. Our religion as an African was not based on that. Religion was based on obedience and harmony within the systems, the the earth systems, mother earth. It wasn't, well, since you're misbehaving, I'm going to whoop you. Because you did bad, we're going to take away your crops. We have a responsibility to the earth, not to other men. See, so that engagement is always centered around fear. Fear is the biggest, the biggest uh, offense to the African. Mm-hmm. So we get to expand it 
and, and continue to build it out. Each conversation brings us a little bit closer to understanding. And Definitely. hopefully you go into action with being empowered and being in action. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I, I call, we say black because it's in the conversation, it's in the space. But at some point, I, I would really hope that you become African so that you can begin to connect with your history, your land, your people, and your future. Because you have a plate and it's bountiful. Eat it. Everybody else should not be eating your food and you shouldn't be going shopping for new Nikes or Jordans or going to a concert while somebody else is eating your food. Right. Like, check in with that. Right. So, yeah. <laughs> it is it's, what it is, fam. Right. I mean, and, and the saga continues. Every day. Um, one brick we, at a time. Exactly. One brick at a time. That's what it's about. So, uh, we thank you for joining us today. Uh, another edition of Soundbites International Radio. Ah, shit. Black Consciousness to claim one world's aim all day, every day, always for the people. Um, I'm Sirka Neferat. This is Neferat Tumati Ra. And um, yeah, continue to join the conversation. Um, if you've seen Loose Movie, let us know what your thoughts. You know, take take a we regardless of what we say, like always, like hey, go check it out for yourself. Check it out because that's the only way you get to learn to have a different different opinion. And the beauty of us getting to a space of um, real healing and, and and authenticity and integrity is to enjoy and experience other conversations and other uh, other perspectives. So and expand. Get, and get grounded, expand. Is that evolutionary Self process? Self-assess. So, yeah. And if you've been to the museum, let us know. Let us know your take. Leave, you know, leave a message in the comments. We'll continue the conversation. It's ongoing. So, um, this is Sound Bites National Radio. I uh, Join us next week on Sunday. Oh, wait, no. Actually, we won't be... We may broadcast. We may, we, may. We, may be, we may be mobile. We'll be out of town, but we we'll, may be we'll mobile. We'll holler back at you. So, yeah, we'll see we what's up. We'll see what's up. All right, you know what I'm saying? You know what I mean? Um... <laughs> Yeah, so you so, feel me? You feel me? You feel me? <laughs> you feel me, African? So one of y'all sound bites, Barati here. Uh, excuse me. Keep it tight. Peace and blessings. Peace and blessings. I walk the face of the earth with a boldness, which makes people ask who sent you. I tell them I am. They tell me that's a cute affirmation, but it's not an answer. I reply, listen again. My affirmation is your answer. Reach the power of I am. This is the greatness of I am. Yes. Look at the strength that I have. None of the truth can deny that. No. Hear the proof in the hi-hat. Eternal reflection, I digress. I love me more, never love less. I love me more, never love less. Turn million dollar dreams, yeah, how I manifest it. Look deep inside, yeah, you be the blessing. Million dollar dreams, yeah, how I manifest it. Anything I want, yeah, turn up. This is the power of I am. This is the greatness of I am. Greatness. Look at the strength that I have. None of the truth can deny the power of I some chocolate mofo, yo. Anytime I'm on GoPro, never go high home growth. Let the spots with a coke so low. This is what foul morale so low. So I pissed it fast, pitch it slow. To the cows call home, bro. It didn't make sense. I was told as a child I wouldn't be shit. Revenge on my mind, start flipping the script. They fed me lies, started puking that shit. They treated me different, I embraced that shit. You know the ones that be closest to you to be the family ties. Sacred bonds, seeing plenty murder, dirty, dirty service, little cuz cock up with a dirty burn up a bed. Believe in me a thousand percent Bet I achieve what I was sitting here to get And I couldn't resist Killing these niggas with their toxinness Without a pocket pistol monotonous Told myself I couldn't rock with this Hanging with goofies couldn't get rich True blood suckers couldn't see bliss Couldn't see shits Chris gold face Nigga, nigga, they're wrong I ain't regurgitating, percolating Singing the same song I'm blessed all day long You lame all day long Having a form of godliness But the 
say I'm washed. Well, they're absolutely right. I am washed. As in washed, cleansed, and purified of the nonsense they tried to attest to my context. I am resilient. I am more than a survivor. I am a thriver. Reach the power of I am. This is the greatness of I am. Look at the strength that I have. None of the truth can deny that. Hear the proof in the high hat. Eternal reflection, I digress. I love me more than the loveless. I love me more than the loveless. Million dollar dreams, yeah, how I manifest it. Look deep inside, yeah, you be the blessing. Million dollar dreams, yeah, how I manifest it. Anything I want, yeah, turn up. This is the power of I am. This is the greatness of I am. Look at the strength that I have. None of the truth can deny the power of Surprised that I ain't lost my mind. Had to take setbacks and learn to accept setbacks. That those I gave jetpacks that no planes don't fly. Now I'm in no space, so wasting my time. Focus my goals into shift paradigms. My get up and go to keep my folks from dying. So I'm in the road with a goal that's refined. Yeah, body with a mean vision. Reflected from every angle through a clean prism. Dark matter reflecting intact, the color was gray. When I lost my mother, found peace inside my queen. And I leaned in on my brothers. Yeah, bars was shaping up the grand scheme. I done wrestled to the mat, all my damn demons. In a matter of time, became a champion. Now my everyday marches to do the damn thing. So my aim's a pack out of the arena, inspire the future leaders with every line of deliverers, the guards and our believers, do what they can't conceive us, love what we do and leave us, break, they never see us, woo, god damn I'm feeling good, mother, fuck what they say, I'm doing what they never would, yeah, 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 get a grasp on your life, yeah, pay many sacrificial prices, body I'm done playing nice, yeah, they gonna recognize who the nice is, from the north to the southeast, kicking a deserve your lane, share about seats, I'm aligned with it man, you cannot be, say anything I want, yeah, turn up, man, I Talking in terms of I wish, I want to, or even I will anymore. Only things I proclaim my I do, I have, and I am. I do as my ancestors instruct. I have all I need to affect change, and I am a living magnification of God. Reach the power of I am. This is the greatness of I am. Look at the strength that I have. None of the truth can deny that. Hear the proof in the high hat. Eternal reflection, I digress. I love me more than the loveless. I love me more than the loveless. Million dollar dreams, yeah, how I manifest it. Look deep inside, yeah, you be the blessing. Million dollar dreams, yeah, how I manifest it. Anything I want, yeah, turn up. This is the power of I am. This is the greatness of I am. Look at the strength that I have. None of the truth can deny the power of.